Hi everyone and welcome to the 98th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hello guys! Yay! Yay. As you can tell we are now back. Um, Obviously we had to delay the podcast last week after I had an incident. (laughs) Yeah, an incident that led us to the A&E. Yeah, so if you didn't see the announcement that we posted up on the site and on social media, basically the reason that the podcast was delayed, well there are a few reasons actually. The main one was though that I ended up going to the hospital um, to have my finger drained because, well, without going into too much detail, I got a really horrible infection in my finger and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it had had to be drained of uh, all the infection fluid and all that stuff. So that took a few hours and... And needless to say, our minds were elsewhere anyway. Yeah, and it kind of put everything out of kilter for the rest of the day and um, we... Because it's also the last show of the year, um, we were struggling to find a time slot for when we could record the quiz. So we were, if, if we had it recorded, we were going to contemplate having the quiz as a separate episode just so that, that could get done. And it was just kind of turning into a bit of a, a mess. So we decided that for all, the first time in, I don't even remember how long, <laughs> we, we decided to postpone the show by a week. Um, yeah. And, and hopefully... I mean, we will. Um, we were look, really looking forward to recording this episode because we've done so much in the last month that we want to talk about. So hopefully, you guys thoroughly enjoy listening to our adventures, and yeah. um, you look, enjoy listening to the fun episode of the quiz, and um, our thoughts on all the news that's happened with regards to fifteen and Type Zero, and fourteen as well, and fourteen as well. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of stuff has happened. So, for all you new folks who are listening for the first time, uh, Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a show that comes out every four weeks for Final Fantasy Union, but in between there is a Kingdom Hearts Union show that comes out in the off week. So, there's a show pretty much every two weeks uh, without fail where you'll have some kind of discussion of Final Fantasy (laughs) or Kingdom Hearts. And... You can find us on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Thank you very much to Lawrence for putting together the wonderful videos on the YouTube channel. <laughs> well, I, I try, you know. They are they are very, very um, fun to, for me to make. I used to like really be into um, film editing and I actually wanted to be a film editor. And um, so... Being able to actually edit videos again, it's just it's just fun. I mean, I'm not I'm not like saying like, oh yeah, I'm I'm amazing at video editing, but like I just have fun doing it, and um, I hope you guys like it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoy making them. So yeah, and I do them for um, Kingdom Hearts Union as well, which is KH Union Vids. So um, definitely check those out as well if you haven't already. Yeah, I mean, we've only had the YouTube channel for a, uh, like a maybe two months now, and it's mm. it's really cool how um, quickly they've grown. So thanks to everyone who subscribes in there and, and comments and gives us feedback. So that's that's great. Yes. So for this episode, we are going to be talking about our travels. So we went to the Final Fantasy fourteen fan festival in mm-hmm. London. We also went to the a New World concert, and then we went to the Distant Worlds concert too. So mm. we. Had quite a few uh, adventures, to say the least. So we're going to be talking yep. about that. As mentioned, we're going to be talking about a few pieces of news that came out, um, especially around Paris Games Week. And then we have the quiz. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, um, just a, a slight announcement about Patreon. So Patreon is this really cool service where you can um, 
basically support us um, and get some rewards for doing so. Um, we've had a bit of feedback recently about um, how we're implementing our Patreon. Um, you know, how the 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 um, rewards that we offer, the milestones that we have, and um, thanks a lot to Jeff for kind of reaching out to us about that. Um, we're currently in the process of um, we, we've sat down with uh, Brandon and Chiro from Kingdom Hearts Union, and we're in the process of. Uh, really thinking about what we want to do and I think we've come up with something that's a lot more um, engaging for people that want to support us definitely so like, if you've got any feedback between now and then um, let us know but we should be posting something I would I would have thought in the next couple of weeks to kind of open a dialogue about what we want to do with Patreon to yeah. give you guys some real benefit for supporting us basically so yes we went to the fan festival in London oh my god it was so much fun at the Tobacco Dock, which was, like, the ultimate sort of location that they could have done this. Like, seriously, it looked like Eorzea. Well, more so Gridania, but... I mean, like, more specifically Gridania, but... Um, there was even a huge pirate ship. Oh, it was amazing. It Not was that there so are those gorgeous. really in Gridania, but... No, but, well, airship, you could, you could probably say it looked, mm. like, close to an airship, maybe... A bit of a stretch, but um, but, but yeah, so that, it was that gorgeous. day itself was a bit of a an awkward one because um, so Laura and I were supposed to be going out together in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go in the morning <laughs> because we had like a another kind of hospital trip. Yeah, not for me this time for my no. for my mom. Um, so Lauren had to go by herself, and I I joined her later. Mm. And um, so Lauren was there for all of the uh, the press conference. Well, not yep. press conference, but the um, the kind of an, uh, announcement section with the Shida. like dev panel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I got there, um, there was just so many people um, lining the streets. Um, it was it was really really a nice day to sort of come by and um, and have the event. It wasn't raining or anything. Um, so we all like gathered into this room. Um, and got to watch the opening presentation, which of course included uh, Yoshida-san, and um, they initially um, talked about everything with like Final Fantasy XIV, like the stuff that we can expect for the future. So um, I think the first one, um, the first one was, if I recall correctly, the one that they did in Vegas focused more on Dreams of Ice, didn't it? I think it did. Um yeah i'm not entirely sure but this one like basically they they all had like different different sort of focuses and this is just like correct me if i'm if i'm wrong about that but um uh this one focused more on heaven's ward i felt like so this focused more on the first expansion pack for the game and um he showed us like a ton of um a ton of stuff on um, what we can expect from Heaven's Ward, like the um, flying mounts, uh, the new single class. new job class, which is uh, the Dark Knight. Um, and it obviously alluded to the, the next job class. Yeah. He said, um, well, he came out on stage all decked out. Like, Yoshida just looked amazing. He came out in this, like, cosplay where he looked like this crazy wizard guy. Um, and then he just started stripping, which sounds really odd, but um, I guess the man just likes to take off his clothes. Um, and the first shirt that he was wearing was a Batman shirt, which didn't really pertain to much, I didn't think. Or maybe it well, did, like the, the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I was mostly filming, so. Um, 
and then he well that was the, that was the t-shirt he was um that they kind of showed off in vegas mm. to hint that dark knight would be the next job uh, okay that's where it's coming in and so um at this one he took off that shirt and then he had a 007 shirt underneath that and he said that his favorite um bond film was man with a golden gun which everybody knows is not really the best bond film so obviously he's just trying to troll us and yeah. make so, us i mean there was that and then um obviously there were loads of the different things you could do so they had like the different summon fights that you could take mm. on and with the group and then you could get t-shirts if you won those yeah um and then Aside from that, there were tons of activities. So the event was on two floors. So the first floor was all about like food and playing the game, mm. and the, the second floor was all about doing lots of different fun, uh, different events. So they had um, like some of them were just generic events that had been uh, kind of branded up to make yeah. them more relevant. So for example, they had an archery section. They had dart throwing. Um, you could play a few different games as well. They had like a reaction thing. They had a bucking bronco, which was dressed up like a little oh my god, uh, a behemoth. That was so cool. And um, but I went on it. I only lasted like 12 seconds, I think. Yeah. Um, but the other things they had were more to do with uh, kind of crafting. So they had the ability to make some masks. Yeah. Um, there was perfume making, I believe. I didn't yeah. do that. Nah. And Lauren's perfume made me feel a bit nauseous. <laughs> it was very minty. <laughs> Um, I was going to do the hair thing, but I was—I don't know. I'd, I'd kind of chicken out. Um, they also had, like, tattoos as well, but the line was just, like, crazy. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it was, like, they really, like, thought about what to do with it. Like, they obviously, like, planned it really well. It or just so had a lot of well. creativity. Yeah. Um, they also had like a scavenger hunt as well that was with your um like basically your your pass into the um event was a big like treasure map, so you had to find things and um with every sort of mission thing that you did you got a prize. Um So like if you did the archery and Yeah. You had to do like a combination of like five activities or something and then find like eight artifacts or whatever and then um you won a um a magnet um fridge magnet yeah um a little hildy hildy um hildebrand uh, magnet which i don't know where mine is if you're wondering moment. why lauren's voice has just gone a bit distant it's because she's trying to find it i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so um everybody also got a goodie bag um so you, that came with like a shirt um a uh, charger um, all came in like this canvas bag, this Final Fantasy XIV um, canvas bag and um, a little notepad. Um, and then, of course, if you did any of the other things, so if you did the Odin battle and won, you got the IB Odin shirt. Um, and yeah, I think think that's that much might it. have been it there was another there was another prize that was like a grand prize or something but i don't well, know there was, there was the cosplay competition as well oh yeah there was that which was crazy what they won um but like overall it was a really good day um i mean it was probably a bit pricey mm. but i mean the fact that they don't ever really do these things i think this was like one of the first ones they've ever done yeah. so i mean from that perspective it's not too if there was if it was going to be every year and it was this price yeah probably a bit suspicious yeah especially since it was only like one day um 
But yeah, I mean, um, considering like all the stuff that they gave away, I could kind of understand the the price because I mean, if you go to a convention, you well, don't had, get anything. They had merchandise really. stores as well, though. They did, but like they always do that. But like if you go to like Comic Con or something, well, from my experience to the ones that I went to, you don't get any goodie bag. You just get given your pass. Here you go, and go on your way. Um, but then there, they have loads of different panels that you can like. So as you're paying for more of that kind of the experience, yeah, you get to meet a lot. Of, well, you get to see a lot of famous people potentially. Yeah. But, yeah, so yeah. that was the fan festival. Like, if you went to it, um, we posted up a little video on YouTube, which mm-hmm. Lauren put together. And um, a big master post as well on FarfiaceUnion.com. Yeah, so um, if you went to it, hopefully you had fun. Um, mm-hmm. If you went to the Las, Las, Las Vegas, Las Vegas one, uh, hopefully you had fun. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see if the Scoronex have any grand scheme to do these on a more regular basis. Well, I know, did the Tokyo one already happen, or is that happening still? I don't know. I forget. Why are you bringing this up? I'm sorry. I don't know. We're moving on. Okay, fine. So the next thing we did um, was actually... So Square Enix earlier in the year... Not Square Enix. What am I talking about? Square Enix don't really have much to do with it. Um, The Distant Worlds company, whoever they are, I can't remember. Like Arnie Ross production team, basically. um, And Uematsu put on a concert earlier this year in London called A New World. And it was... The idea was that it would be because they've done like the big grand scale tournament, tournament uh, orchestral um, concerts before, and they wanted to do something a little bit different. So the idea of a new world is it's much more intimate. So instead of getting a huge orchestra, you get maybe like eight or nine um, people. So you mm. might get you get like a string quartet. Uh, there's someone on percussion, someone on piano, um, and then you get like a flute player, um, someone on. I think you get like a couple of brass, and that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's a, and there's a guy playing guitar as well. Yeah, um, and ukulele. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like the whole whole idea is that it's much more intimate, and the setting is a lot smaller as well. So there's only a couple of hundred people there. Yeah, it wasn't very many at all. And we didn't really know quite because we didn't go to the one earlier in the year. We didn't really know what to expect, and initially we were like massively disappointed because the venue had it was a church and um there were two seats two places where you could sit you had the in front of the stage on the floor and then you had up in the gallery and the gallery if you weren't on the front row of the gallery it was near impossible to see anything Mm. and it was really like first come first serve yeah and and like you know if you're going to one of those things and you're paying the money to see it you at least want to be able to see what's taking place exactly i mean and it wasn't it wasn't like cheap it was like 45 pounds ahead which is like for a concert like that's that's pretty expensive that's like you know if you went to go and see a musical in london or something exactly like that, it's, that's it's, like the equivalent price like, and like imagine going to see i know it's slightly different because if you're going to see a musical well, i guess i mean imagine go, well imagine going to see a musical and not being able to see anything on stage yeah it would be i would you, you'd feel pretty i mean jipped. i was i was like i was sitting there um at intermission and i i literally broke down crying i know it sounds a bit bratty but i was just like i was just so disappointed because yeah like you know you pay all this money and you you hope that you can at least see the stage i think the only thing i could see was one of the guitar players on the corner and that was it like i could not see yeah anything. so i mean like it was kind of annoying because at, at, 
at some points during the concert, like Umatsu came, came up to do a, a performance. Like we couldn't see the pianist at all. Yeah. Arnie Roth um, came up and did some. Uh, like I think he did two pieces, mm-hmm. and like we couldn't see him at all. We could only see like I could only see one half of the stage. In the second half, um, we moved a little bit and we yeah. got a little bit more visibility, but you could still only see like half the stage. Yeah. So from that perspective, it was a, like a big disappointment on our part. Yeah. But in terms of the actual quality of the music. It was really strange, and I'll get onto that a bit later when we talk about the Distant Worlds concert, but um, I think it worked quite well. Some yeah. some of the pieces were a bit straight, like... Yeah, it was, like, One Winged Angel is what they opened up with, and I thought that that was a bit, that was a bit, like, small in comparison. Like, I mean, you think about, like, One Winged Angel, it has to have, like, the really, really big orchestra. Yeah, and... I mean, I, so, to put this into perspective, if you didn't go to A New World, the set is was almost identical to what they played at the Digital World concert. The yeah. Only di- the only difference was that it was just less people playing it. Yeah. And so I, in that respect, I was kind of disappointed because I was thinking, well, it's supposed to be an intimate thing. Yeah. They're going to play some, like, some softer pieces. I didn't really expect to go in there and have them playing, like, One Winged Angel with, I know. with like, a couple, a handful of people. It, yeah, as Laura said, it doesn't have the same kind of gravitas, which a piece like no. that is you'd expect that um so i mean some of the pieces worked really well mm. um I th- I th- the lightning or the they called it the lightning yeah. medley, but really it was like a final fantasy 13 all the way through medley like that that worked really well that was the one where arnie roth played the violin yeah. wasn't so it was it? piano and oh, violin only gorgeous. and that was, that was really good yeah um, and um the ones where like they had one where it was kind of guitar and cello only i think mm. uh I can't remember which one. It was a Final Fantasy V piece. Um, oh, okay. Um, I don't remember. It might have been Dear Friends. I'd... Yeah, probably was. Um, but that worked really, really well. Um, mm. Like, Troya um, was played as well. I didn't really like Fight with Seymour that much. It wasn't It wasn't good in that setting, I don't think. I think, yeah. I mean, we'll get to it more like when the, we talk about Dustin not, Worlds. The, play, but the, like, the, the playing of Fight with Seymour was immense. Like, yeah. The, the, oh, my God. The uh, violin player. They were just going crazy because the, the, it's so fast and quick and like they've got to cover such a wide range that, yeah, that was that was extremely impressive to see. I, just I love really... watching violin players when they really get into it as well. Like their heads start moving and they start going crazy. If you ever go to a concert, just watch the violinists. They just go insane on the really, really well, intense songs. Like one of them was and one of them wasn't. Like, and they were sitting right <laughs> next to each other playing roughly the same thing. So it was a bit of a contrast. Um, I just think it's awesome. It's like they care. They they just get so lost into it, which is awesome. But yeah, the other cool thing was that um, we were kind of tweeting from the event and someone in, someone that follows on Twitter was just like, hey, you're sitting like, next to us yeah no that was awesome <laughs> so yeah we uh we uh, we briefly saw um someone uh whose username on twitter is at multi-class geek and it was great to speak to them yeah no we got to speak to them a little bit after the show which was really nice yeah and if you if you see it as any events or anything like that um just come up and say hi or tweet at us or whatever and yeah. like just let us know because yeah no it was it's really nice to to meet people in the community because yeah, I mean, otherwise you go to the event and you just sort of stick to yourself and you just sort of think, okay, well, you know, um, I'm here. Um, but um, it, it's a lot nicer when you when you see people that um, at least, like, sort of know of your community and, um, 
yeah no it was it was really nice really 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 nice so i really appreciate um him coming up to us so yeah after that the next day we went to the distant worlds concert oh my god and, it was um, like it's literally the glastonbury of video game music because yeah, yeah the next day was like video games live which we didn't go to but distant worlds yeah that to. was that would have been too extreme to go to yeah. three concerts in three days um we can only do so much so yeah we went to the distant worlds concert two years ago mm. for the 25th anniversary yeah which um, was really pretty and yeah that was really cool uh we were kind of down in the floor level seats that time mm. this this time we were up the one above from that so mm. like the first row and we were kind of sitting down and um it started to fill up obviously and i was just like well the row in front of us is like kind of empty, empty yeah and didn't really think too much of it yeah then show starts uh <laughs> Umatsu comes out on stage, does his little thing, and then obviously he goes to sit down in his seats. They're panning around, panning around, and he's like about halfway down thinking, he's, this isn't a coincidence anymore, is it? Like, no. So yeah, he he sat pretty much directly in front of us. Yeah. I thought it was so funny as well how he came in, because he was just like, he doesn't come in and where like, he like, you know, just walks straight to a seat. He literally like scooched in yeah, front of like everybody in the front row like it was just like uh excuse me excuse me excuse me excuse me and um just walked all the way through um I'm surprised people were trying to touch him yeah <laughs> oh, this guy's here oh. he's here i love him oh it was quite funny though yeah because we we were well i mean it was literally like i could have probably put my hand out and he could have probably touched him on the shoulder mm. if i wanted didn't do that no um <laughs> a few people during the intermission uh like kind of came up to him which like can you sign stuff can i have yeah. a picture taken and he's like i think it was someone from scoring japan which is like nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah just nay although i did work up the courage i mean i didn't know if it was disrespectful or not because i but i just thought like you know i don't know when i'm going to get another chance and like this this seems really like the time to do it so um I just ran up to yeah, him. And after I, seeing, like, four or five people get shot down. I know. Well, like, that was the thing. I wasn't really asking for anything. I just wanted to go up and say thank you. Um, so I, I did my normal, like, get really nervous. I get, um, if you know me, um, I get really nervous around, like, anybody who's sort Remotely of, like, celebrity. <laughs> yeah, um, like, Carl Pilkington. I don't know if you guys know him from um, Idiot Abroad. He's just, like, really hilarious if you get a chance to look him up. Um I saw him at a book signing, and it literally got to the point where I was just like, hi, my name is Lauren, hi, my name is Lauren, that's all I could say, and then I knocked over a whole pile of books. Um, so, yeah, that that is pretty much how it always goes I with me and James people. I have to be there to calm her down and yeah. kind of make things okay. Yeah, because I just, I don't know why, I just, I just clam up. Um, even though, like, I know everybody's just like, oh, well, aren't you an act, aren't, didn't you do acting, like, aren't you, um... Are are you trained for these things? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> um, okay, but anyways, so I I just like talked myself into it. I was just like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to say at least just thank you. So I went up. I got to him. I said Nobusan, and um, they turned around. And I think and one the of them shot me. Japan was just death glare. I know one of them shot me a really bad look. But I was just like, arigato gozaimasu, and then I ran away, and they all left. So. Um, but he did say he did say arigato back, so I was I was happy about that. But um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to say thank you. Daryl thought it was a bit weird that I wanted to say thank you, but well, I just thought you know it was more the fact that everyone's been getting shot down and like 
really I mean it's a bit weird obviously he's in the concert like he's, he's got to expect people, like, people are going to come up to him and try yeah. and ask him which is why he like darts out especially since like towards the I don't know if it was towards the beginning or when he came on to do his performance when it kind of went just oddly quiet mm. and the person like shouted out, I love you <laughs> it was so funny and it touched me in the feels I know well like I just sort of think like you know um, on my way to work like most days I will listen to pretty much all of the Final Fantasy soundtracks I have a like playlist even on though my phone. it's a five minute walk she listens to the entire no Final I don't Fantasy listen to all of it oh, <laughs> hush um no I listen I listen to something on shuffle so I'll I have a playlist that is only Final shuffle Fantasy music yep um, that's only Final Fantasy music, and like I, it, it just gets me inspired and like happy, and um, so I just, I just wanted to say something to the man who I pretty much listen to his work like almost every day. So yeah, I mean the concert was quite different to last time. The, the yeah, set, the set was very different. Um, this concert was more focused towards Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, which um, is good because, I mean, like, yeah, it, it encourages people to go back. It's not going to be the same concert every time, although it does kind of suck for the people who can only go, like, once because if they want, like, their, like, specific song to be played, chances are it yeah. might not be played. I'm still... I mean, like, as much as I do enjoy the differences they do, I mean, I, I do kind of get a bit annoyed about the fact they, they haven't ventured into the thirteen series that much. And mm. when they do, it's like... I mean, the tracks they could have, like, Caius' theme would have been amazing. Oh, that would have been so cool. Especially because they had a really, like, um, I mean, they harp on it sometimes, but they, they had a really cool choir. Mm. And, like, with the organ music as well, there were so many different pieces they could have done with an organ, which they didn't do. Yeah, no, they were just like, let's do Final Fantasy VI, let's do Dancing Mad, which was awesome but like they could have easily done final fantasy 8's castle theme um or like ultimacia like, castle yeah there's so many different things they could have done with their uh, organs no but no let's do final fantasy 6 music yeah i mean it does kind of annoy me in that respect that they always go for like the super popular songs and yeah, then when they don't well, they go kind of have when they to. don't go for the super popular ones they pick just random ones though yeah. that are just like and you think where's this come from <laughs> Well, that's the thing, though. Like, um, you can't keep everyone happy. No, of course, because yeah, as I said, like you know, um, for a lot of people, this is like might be one of the only concerts uh, of this type that they'll be able to go to. Especially considering the fact that the tickets for this thing sold out within like two hours or something crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think each one will get its will get its turn especially now since like all of them are sort of getting to that age now they're all sort of like turning 20 and i think probably maybe when final fantasy 7 turns 20 they'll probably do like a huge fun I'm, I'm guessing they're gonna do a huge final fantasy 7 i wouldn't yeah thing. i wouldn't well I'd imagine they might as well just do a final fantasy 7 concert of some yeah kind. yeah although that was really strange as well because like um no offense to the person who put together the videos but some of the videos were a bit sketch, which um, they played during some of the songs. Like, um, for which one was it? Well, was Final it... Fantasy VII music. Yeah. They kept playing Advent Children videos. I know. They kept playing Advent Children videos, which, fair enough, it's probably the prettiest of the Final Fantasy VII sort of stuff. But, like... I didn't see no Dirge of Cerberus in there. I know. They had Crisis Core in the videos. <laughs> they did. 
<laughs> but it was it was just so strange because they were like playing Sephiroth's theme and they were showing like I don't know uh, nothing to do with Sephiroth nothing to do with Sephiroth like they were just showing like a Reno well, Reno they, fighting Bahamut and I'm yeah, just like they, they had like the whole cast fighting Bahamut Sin and it's just yeah. like what's that got to do with anything related like, to Sephiroth that that's nothing to do with Sephiroth if you were playing well the... I mean there's a there's a, a very there's a connection somewhere in terms of things being summoned by uh, yeah but, but you know, even it's... still they could have done like a lot more they could have shown more of the actual fight that Cloud had with Sephiroth which they actually didn't show like any of that they showed like the beginning bit and then they, yeah, like, they showed, ended they showed Cloud fighting it's Kadage yeah yeah that's pretty much what they showed but they didn't show like any of him fighting Sephiroth which is the whole thing with the one winged angel hmm anyways um but yeah there was like a couple moments like that where I was just kind of like this could have been a lot better um but it was really gorgeous the way that they started it though because they started it with Final Fantasy X's um Hymn of the Faith and it was just so lovely to hear the chorus singing that like just the way they opened it, it was just so, was so, awesome so pretty. Yeah. And then the Xanarkin one as well. Uh, yeah. to Xanarkin I, I love I love the orchestral version of Xanarkin. Yeah. It's, probably one of my, it's probably my favorite piece that they do out yeah. of all of the ones they do. That's the other thing as well. Like um, with the two Xanarkin one, um, they really, um, they, they break away a little bit from the original piece and sort of add a bit of flair of their own to it, which is something that I wish that they did more often. Because some of the other um, concerts that have gone on, like the Tokyo Pop one, Final they, they they go away from the source material a Sometimes bit. Sometimes a little bit too much, but... Yeah, but it still works. Like, I mean, the encore thing that they did for Tokyo Pop is still one of my favorites to this day. Like, it, if you haven't listened to it, it's gorgeous. It's like a mixture of a lot of boss themes from, like, Square Enix games in general. Like, they start with... Um, uh, Destati from um, Kingdom Hearts and then it leads into all these other bits and then it ends with a mixture of Dancing Mad and One Winged Angel which is just so, so good. Um, but they so do... Good. It is. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but like, but like they do, they do more stuff like that, and I, I do kind of wish that they did more of that in um, distant worlds. I mean, I don't know how much of it is controlled by sort of squaring it. I think like or... the whole thing with distant worlds is, and I think Arnie Roth says as well. They try to make it as faithful to the original as possible. Yeah, and they just kind of blow it out. It's kind of like how. Um, when they were initially doing the orchestrations for games like um, Final Fantasy VIII, yeah, um, and they had the reunion concert, and yeah, um, which was gorgeous. Uh, Hamaguchi was in charge of the orchestration then. I think yeah. he's still credited with doing the Distant Worlds tour as well, probably yeah. because of the influence he had. Um, like it was like if you think back to like the the Fitos Lusek Wacos Vino's set yeah. album from <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII. Um, like the orchestral pieces of that are great. And like yeah. Liberia Fatale, I think the version on that album is slightly different to the one you have in the game. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like how they did um, Balam Garden and like Fisherman's Horizon. Did they Horizon. do the Extreme as well? I can't remember. Like I only li- ever listened to a couple of tracks on yeah. that album. Yeah, I listen I don't to it every now and too then. Much. I do like it a lot, but that's only because like Final Fantasy is my favorite. I love the Balam Garden and like the world map as well. The world map orchestrated. Oh, it's so pretty. 
actually that was one thing I really loved about this concert. They did the Final Fantasy VII main theme, <gasps> damn it. Oh my god, that was so gorgeous. That was so, so, it's so my gorgeous. My favorite world map theme. Yeah. It's just so perfect, isn't it? Yeah. It's like there's, there's, I mean, not to be like a fangirl about it, but like Final Fantasy VII's main theme is just really, really, really lovely. You're such a fangirl. I know, I am. Oh, there's all, all this Final Fantasy VII love. Everyone's going to start cringing. Well, you know what? They can just... I mean, we've had all these people that are doing the quiz recently and they're saying that Final Fantasy VII isn't their favourite and I'm just getting yeah. a bit disillusioned. I know. Everything's wrong. Every, My whole opinion is wrong. wrong. In the world. Yeah. My whole opinion is wrong. <laughs> so um, that's it from our kind of adventures. Like, if you managed to go to any of those three things, um, hopefully you had a great time. If we go to anything in the next year, we're definitely going to kind of publicize it a bit more in advance of that so that, you know, if you want to come up and say hi, um, you can do so. I think we're going to start showing our faces a bit more so you guys know what we look like because that obviously does help if you want to come and say hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, going to events is, is a lot of fun and um, yeah. I think we're going to definitely start trying to do it more often. I really do hope that they do more that they do more of these like Final Fantasy 14 um these Final Fantasy 14 fan festivals or like at least like a fan festival a Final Fantasy fan festival but I think that was the thing that was sort of throwing people off um because it was Final Fantasy 14 everybody was just kind of like well I don't really play Final Fantasy 14 and I just kept sort of thinking yeah but like it's one of the only Final Fantasy fan festivals that we've had so enjoy it damn it might as well <laughs> might as well go and i'm i'm really happy that we did mm. so um we're gonna move on to the news now Yay. um we've it's kind of slowed down a little bit mm. um tabata is doing his thing and uh <laughs> kind of around the same time as everything that was going on with the fan festival uh paris games week was happening too yeah and I think it's been released officially now by Square Enix channels, but basically there was a lot of footage that was released around the same time, and it it was it was very interesting because it didn't really show that much, but it showed a lot. Yeah, you mean the one like that was um, them walking through um, the like the world. areas, like the different worlds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so the game kind of like there's a, there's a disclaimer in the beginning saying like this is still in development blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um and you see them driving the car and like they go past a petrol station or a gas yeah. station for our american listeners and then like i mean you get to see a slight pan before that but then after they leave that area you get a massive pan around you see the huge scale of the world mm. and you see the obviously the cars driving around and other people on the road too mm. um the car we're not going to get into <laughs> because I know, people, enough people have said stuff about the car already. Yeah. Um, but they kind of pull over and then they just start wandering around um, and you kind of get to see how the combat works a bit. Um, yeah. And like for me, I mean, the running animation looked a bit strange, but everything aside from that looked really promising. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, yeah, obviously it's still in development, so this is not what it will exactly look like once it's released but like from what i've seen i think it's i think it's looking lovely yeah i mean the only thing that i have or the only question mark that i have after seeing that footage is how does this work in the grand scheme of things because it's great that you can drive like the car i don't even know you if you drive the car or the car drives itself yeah but it's great that you can get out and run around and do things but it was obviously kind of demo so we didn't really see how that related to anything like we didn't see how 
um you get quests when you're in that area yeah. like how you find um random enemies or anything like that yeah which is like, what like tabata said he like um said that he actually took out like events and um enemies in the area for this um demo just so that you could just see how the world that uh, their mobility and i i think the good thing was that you could they showed some really big enemies and you can kind of walk up like they they showed them a close up and yeah it didn't really seem like there were too many limitations on where they could go. It just seemed like a massive, massive, massive <laughs> open area. Yeah. And but yeah, this was obviously only one small snapshot. Um, I know that there were some other things that came out about the same time, especially with regards to the the Japanese and English dubbing. Do you want to like talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah. So basically, uh, Tabata um, during the um, presentation when they were talking about all this stuff, somebody sort of asked. Like, um, will there be, um, will there be the option of Japanese dubbing in the West? And, uh, Tabata sort of, like, laughed and was just like, well, what do you guys want? Like, do you guys, would you guys like it if we had, um, the option of having the Japanese dubbing? And everybody started cheering. And so he was just like, okay, well, we'll look into it. So hopefully that means that this one will be having, um the option of Japanese dubbing. I really don't understand why they don't have that in there because the Japanese yeah. version already exists. Yeah. And the English version already exists. So yeah. it's not really going to take too much time for them to be able to just have an option switch to do whatever you I want. I guess they just didn't think that people would want it. I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, like it, it's... it's. Oh, I guess there, there has been a lot of people who... who would prefer the Japanese version, but then there's other people who prefer the English version as well. Yeah, it's just a bit of um, it's just personal preference. I mean, like yeah. the, the standard of voice acting now in games has significantly increased. I mean, if I'm honest, I prefer I prefer the English dubbing, so, so just so that I can actually like see what's going on. Well, I feel like a lot in, of the times I'll just focus on the words. In Square Enix games now as well, especially Final Fantasies, they they kind of redo a bit of how things work so that the English fits a bit more with the animations yeah and that's true too like they i think a lot of the times it's like people um don't like the voice actors that they choose for the english version or it just people get a bit traditionalist and think like yo what the japanese version is better and i'm just like well yeah i mean like there are some there are some who are just like i i like the japanese dubbing i like the way it sounds a lot of the time but um but for me personally, I don't like having to look down at the text, try to figure out what's going on down there, and then also try to pay attention to what's actually going on in the scene. Maybe if I had already played it, I would be Lauren like, doesn't okay, like watching fine. foreign language films. No, I do. I love it. I know. <laughs> Daryl, I watch anime, for crying out loud, and Pan's Labyrinth is like my favorite movie ever. Um, but no, um, if I'm playing, if if I had the choice... And, like, the English dubbing wasn't absolutely atrocious. Um, I would choose the English dubbing just because it's just easier for me to get through the game and to understand what's going on. I have reading comprehension, like, difficulties as is. Just throwing that in there just will make me cry. Yeah, okay. I'm done. Well, the other piece of news that came out about Final Fantasy fifteen was it was kind of indifference. It was, like, basically Tabata was asked about 
is there a kind of release window yet mm. for the game? And he said, well, we've got an internal release window. Yeah, so basically, like, Square Enix have it set when they're going to release yeah, what, the they, game, like, the released they've window. Got a, they've got a milestone yeah. internally, and it's gone up to the point of, we want to deliver this game within this period of time. But he didn't say when that was, and he later clarified and said, it's probably going to take a bit a longer than you than you think it will. Which I have no clue what that means. Yeah, because how long did we think? We've been waiting how since 2006 already. Like <laughs> I know. Like, does he think? Does he think that we want to see it within I, a year? Does I think, he think two years? I like mean, when? I think the general consensus is that Japan will probably get it in December 2015, mm. which means that America and Europe will probably get it around February March 2016. Yeah. Does he think that it's going to take longer than that? We I have, have no, no idea. Clue. But. We'll kind of keep you posted if we hear anything more about release windows, release dates. Yeah, tab- I doubt tabata, they'll... trolling, whatever. Uh, we'll we'll let you know. Yeah, I doubt they'll say much um, in the near future. If anything, maybe, maybe E3 they'll come out with a release uh, if it's window? Coming out, if it's coming out 2015 and early 2016 in Europe and North America, they will show it off heavily at E3. Yeah. They have to. Although we still do have Jump Festa, although I don't think they'll do that that they, soon. They, they've toned down. Like Jump Festa, maybe like four or five years ago, used to be something they heavily went for, but I yeah. don't think they really do anymore. No. Jump Festa's kind of small. Which is a shame, because I love the Jump Festa trailer for um, Kingdom Hearts. But then again, that could have easily been played at like something like E3 or something. So the other pieces of news that we had uh, relates to Type Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a new trailer called End of the Fray, which upset some people a little bit because of how graphic it was mm. but i like oh well yeah you know, this is what the game is it's, i mean it was a bit sad that there was like a dying chocobo within like the first like minute well it's like that that's like the setup for the game it's, and, um, it's a war you know yeah um so that looks really cool check it out if you have the chance um type zero obviously comes out in a couple of months so get psyched for it yeah. Um, and obviously it comes with the Final Fantasy XV demo. Um, yep. The other two pieces of news we have about um, Type Zero were that uh, Tablet... I mean, this is like the most obvious thing ever. Basically, Tablet has said, I want to make some more Type Zero game or type games, which we already knew was kind of in the plan anyway because Square Enix a couple of years ago, when it was changed from Agito over to Type Zero before going back to Agito as a separate game, uh, they, I, re- I think I've already registered the trademark for Type 1 yeah. and Type 2 and Type yeah, 3. Yeah, I swear we heard this before. So, you know, it's not that... I mean, it's just a case of whether it does well or not. And I'm yeah. guessing the game did well enough. And now it's coming, coming to a worldwide audience anyway. Yeah. It gives Square Enix more internal credence to um, make other entries. I'm guessing, like, if it doesn't sell that well over here, it might not do. But mm. I'm guessing it probably will if only yeah. because of the type uh, the final fantasy 15 demo i just wonder what they're gonna do because like obviously they're so focused on you know um tabata said before about how they want to focus on the next generation which does not include playstation vita does that mean that in the future all of the type games will be on the ps4 and xbox one um probably yeah i mean like i don't see how else like unless if they backtrack but it's really a shame though, because I, I I love the Vita. I love playing games on the Vita, and like it's really a shame that they've like abandoned it. But um, everyone's abandoned it. I, I don't think it's necessarily a problem with the publishers. It's just Sony have abandoned it. Sony, why does anyone else need to give a crap about it? I know, but I love it. I 
I, I give it love. The problem is that there's just so... I mean, in Japan, it's still getting support from publishers. It's just yeah. in the West, there's, there's almost nothing. The only games that are coming out are now are indie games. Yeah. There are no, like, big AAA Vita games. I, I mean, Freedom Wars just came out. Yeah. But apart from that, I was looking at the pipeline for the Vita, and there's pretty much nothing. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's just pretty much an indie game console now, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, no. it's, a, it's a great place for those guys to um, showcase their work. It's just but sad. it would have been nice to have more of a focus, like the 3DS. Yeah. Where the majority of the games made it for a, a unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hasn't happened. Whether uh, Sony might not even make another handheld console after this, so I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, the other piece of Type Zero news related to the theme tune, right? Yes. So, um, sort of going back to like, um, they're talking a lot about like dubbings uh, <laughs> this time. Um, so basically, with Type Zero, um, they announced that they want to keep the original Japanese song in Type Zero HD instead of doing a different one for the English dubbing like a lot of times now um they'll do two different versions well I mean the only that's a lie every like almost every Final Fantasy has had like an English version some of them have had completely different songs i.e. Final Fantasy 13 but typically they have an English version and yeah um so Tabada is basically saying screw that, uh, we're just going to have the Japanese version, and if you want to know the lyrics, you can look down below at the subtitles. Um, I don't have a problem with that at all. I like, don't. I, I I prefer it, to I be mean, honest. I think in some ways I like the fact that, I mean, like Eyes on Me, um, Metal is Alive, yeah. they, like, they have a bit more context, but I mean, if you actually listen to the lyrics... They're yeah, really like, they, they really aren't they, that good. You compare the lyrics to the Japanese ones, and they just kind of lose a bit. Because like yeah no offense to like japanese um like musicians and lyricists and stuff but like yeah like I'm not necessarily sure it's the people that write the songs well whoever it is english lyrics i know whatever it is um but like there's been a lot of problems with um with uh translations like thousand words is um horrible if you it's listen a, it's a lovely song if you those lyrics if you listen to the not not the um not the is it jade at sweetbox does the english version yeah don't listen to the kodakumi version the kodakumi version oh my god it's so bad if you listen to the like her english dub of a thousand words and even real emotion as well um it's just it's it's really bad let's just say there's a reason why they use jade villa long instead of kodakumi yeah but like there's other songs as well that just have questionable lyrics like um eyes on me kind of has um i mean whenever sang my songs whenever sang my words whenever said my words but if you look past that it makes sense it makes sense but they they could they just stick with the Japanese people. Yeah, I don't have a problem. As long as the song is good, I don't have a problem. Like, yeah. It was the same reason, like, for Final Fantasy thirteen. Oh, like, no. Like, the whole Leona Lewis debacle, like, I would have just been okay with having the Japanese version of the Japanese song. I think my main problem with it was because I know a lot of you, like, some people are like, you know, oh, my hands is not that bad. But, like, it's just the fact that it wasn't even written for the game. It was, like, they just said, yeah, let's use this song. Yeah, we want to try and expand our fan base. We want to get someone famous in who 
doesn't really know anything about Final <laughs> Fantasy. Someone who's quote-unquote famous, who isn't even, like, really that known. I mean, the only song I know of hers is... She's on Avatar. Um, the Avatar theme tune. Bleeding, Bleeding Love, I think it's what it's called. And it's, like, the only song that came over to the States, really. Apart from the Avatar theme tune. Apart from the Avatar theme tune, which I don't watch. I'm sorry. Oops. You haven't watched Avatar? Oh, oh, that Avatar. Oh, Avatar, yeah. No, I've watched, like, half of it. Um, I'm not much of a James Cameron fan. Jim Cameron. Sorry. Again. Yeah, like, if they, if they want to have the Japanese version in there, I'm perfectly cool with that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that's all the news we have for you this episode. Um, obviously, yeah, we kind of covered off the Final Fantasy XIV stuff already, but um, Heaven's War was announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the next expansion for Final Fantasy XIV. Um, loads of stuff happened as well with Patch 2.4. Um, that kind of came out during this last month, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go and fight Shiva. Yep. Get your ass handed to you. Yep. Or not, depending on how good you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, the final coil of um, Bahamut. So the final chapter of that is out as well. But yeah, so now we are going to move on to the quiz. Yay! And we have the final version of the quiz. So let's head over to that and see how our next contestant got on. Yay! Hey, Brian, welcome to Final Fantasy Union. How's it going? Okay, how are you doing? We're doing pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad for a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So what have you been up to this last week? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy. I've been playing the original on the iOS, and I found it to be more challenging than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in preparation for the quiz? Um, a little bit. I, I, I've been. I also tried to uh, do some speed reading before I came on, and I didn't get very far. My computer was messing up. I got to like Final Fantasy two, and I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm just yeah, gonna, no, we're, no, done. No. we're done. We're yeah, done studying. Not gonna spend any more time. I also have been playing a new uh, RPG for the 3DS. I just got Fantasy Life. Okay, cool. How's that going? And it's okay. It's kind of like an MMORPG, but it has like it's basically not an MMORPG. It's basically just like an online. It's a it's a non online game. Although there are online components where you can go around, you do different job levels, and you level up the different levels. And it's kind of like there's like a lot of different mini games and quests. It's it's not bad. That's cool, though. So where did your uh, Final Fantasy adventures start off? I started off playing the original one on the NES, but the game I probably played the most was 4 and 6. Those are the two I'm most familiar with. Yeah, in that fact, seems to be the one that like a lot of people are... are it's like you're either like 7 and 8, and um, or you're like 4 and 6. They're definitely 4 and 6. In fact, when I was a kid, here's a little kind of a funny anecdote. I used to make my sister sit in front of the TV, and we read the lines of the characters out loud like a play. Aww. <laughs> and she was always the girls, and I was the boys, and then we would try the two-player, you know, some, I think it was Final Fantasy three for the NES had the two-player version, or was yeah. it two? I'm not, and, you know, one player can control one character, another player can control the other character, but it's not very fun that way. No, yeah. I, I remember 9 had that as well, and it's just really not that well done. No. They're not meant to be played as two-player games, but... I played a lot of those games, and I'm still hoping one day they'll make a Final Fantasy VI either remake or some kind of sequel, kind of like they did with the After Years. Yeah, I know that would be cool. I think they definitely will. They have to at some point. Like Six has got probably the biggest main cast of any of the games. Yeah. So it's not like they don't have a material they can call on. No, I mean they could definitely do a side story with a lot of these characters, especially since some the ending really wasn't very satisfying, at least for me. Yeah, oh. definitely. Well, how did you get into it then? How did you uh, decide? Why did you decide to pick up the original Final Fantasy when you did? I don't even remember how it came about. I just, I don't know. I just got, I kind of gravitated, gravitated toward playing RPGs. I liked Dragon Quest. I liked Final Fantasy. And then I remember when I was in 
probably sixth or seventh grade, Final Fantasy III came out. I remember my parents bought it for me for my birthday. I had to wait a long time to play it, and I was super excited to play that game. And I still remember the you know the original package. <laughs> and it's been you know I'm still into Final Fantasy not as much as I used to be. I never I did not like eight. I uh-huh. like seven. I like nine, ten. I have a very sad thing I could brag about that I actually did Final Fantasy ten two to completion. I leveled up <laughs> I the characters. <laughs> it's the only game I've ever leveled to ninety nine. Any Final yep. Fantasy game. I'm not sure why I picked that particular one, but I remember spending because hours it's the and best. Hours. Clearly, <laughs> I'm not sure fun. if I go that far, but it, I wanted to, I wanted like to see chore. both endings, and I knew that that one dungeon. I think I forgot the name of that dungeon, but I remember it took me hours and hours. Was it uh, Bavalvia Perifico? I think so. Oh, that's it. Infinita. There was some kind of really hard boss at the bottom. I remember it took me a yep. long time to beat. Yep. Trommel's down one. there too. Oh, yeah. All of them. Micah. Micah's down there. They're all down there. Yeah. But I wanted to see the ending, you know, where you, the 100% completion ending, and that, that was part of it, I believe. Yeah. And how did you feel when you got it? Um, I don't really remember it at all, so probably not. <laughs> I, I don't think it was, was worth it, but... You know, it was. Fun. I did all this work. I don't remember what I earned, though. No, I don't. I don't enjoy grinding. I used to read a book. Like I would, I would read a book. I would just mash the button, and I would just, you know, like look up every once in a while. Like, oh, the battle's over. Yeah, it sounds about like when I used to play Gran Turismo, and you had like the really, really long races. You just put a control on the X button, and yeah. then come back a few hours later. Yeah. Yeah, because it's. I remember in Final Fantasy twelve the part where you can do that. I think it was like some kind of log algorithm where you can have it where it automatically would level up in a certain dungeon. Yeah, I, I, I mean the gambit system was great for that. It was like years mm-hmm. as well. You can like just leave your characters fighting him, come back a few hours later. Remember doing that overnight? Away. It would be overnight, and my characters would be like a lot leveled up. But it's you know they don't have that kind of system anymore. And I think it was kind of a hokey system to begin with. Mm. They might be bringing something back similar in fifteen. Mm. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Mm. Well, anyway, so we have had a, a really really good year for the quiz. Um, and you are the final contestant. So, you know, a bit of pressure there. Yeah, a lot of pressure. I'm <laughs> um, guessing since you're a final contestant, you've, you've probably up with the rules. But for anyone who's listening, and this is perhaps their first quiz, um, Brian is going to be asked 10 questions. And we're going to take his first answer for all of them. He's going to have 60 seconds to answer the questions as quickly as he can. Um, and obviously, since the last que- the last quiz, we're going to, and he's really going for victory, we're going to advise him to answer them as quickly as possible. Because if he manages to answer them all before he gets to the end, uh, or if he uh, before the end of the time, any seconds that he have left will be added on as an extra point. Uh, on top of all the answers he gets correct, which will be 10 points for correct answers. We've had a mixture of successes on the leaderboard this year. Arvis was top for quite quite a while, actually, Yeah. with uh, 70 points, which was seven correct answers. But Joshua, last episode, absolutely destroyed he everything and absolutely managed it. to get nine out of ten, which I was, we were pretty amazed by. Yeah, um, definitely. That, no pressure Yeah, I mean, uh, it's got to be pretty intimidating. <laughs> it is. So at the moment, yes, Joshua is in the lead. And um, with that in mind, we're now going to unveil the prize that either you or Joshua is going to win following the conclusion of this episode of the quiz. Mm. So um, we were managed to we we managed to go to the fan fest and um, we managed to pick up an extra uh, kind of goodie bag, which we're going to be giving away because um, obviously, especially in America, not everyone could make it to Las Vegas 
to go to the fan fest so we thought it'd be really great if we could give that away so inside there you get a t-shirt from the fan fest you get a final fantasy 14 branded notebook and you also get a um a final fantasy 14 branded portable smartphone charger which oh, wow. is capable of uh doing it's got about 50 billion different connections on it so yeah got, so you should you should yeah. have something that hooks up with it but basically what you do is you charge it up with your um computer and then um you can take it away um so if your phone ever dies and you're out you can literally just plug in um this battery charger and it will charge your phone right up and it's really pretty and it has final fantasy 14 uh logos on it yes it's it's pretty it's really cool mm. um in addition to that, um, we're also giving away a 25th anniversary set of playing cards from Final Fantasy. And um, we are also going to be giving away a commemorative 25th anniversary t-shirt, which I don't believe you can even buy anywhere. Like, they're, mm. they're, they're super rare. It's got a little, I think it's got a little chocobo on the front. No, it's a little Moogle. Oh, Moogle. It's got a Moogle. Moogle on the front. So cute. Um, it's got a nice little Square Enix logo on the arm as well. So... Mm. Um, yeah, I was looking around just before we were doing the show and I couldn't find anywhere. I think they were selling them on the Square Enix Japan store. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't think you can get them anywhere now. That sounds so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's really good. So we were, we were, we tried to pull together a really cool prize pack. Um, mm. We didn't think that like games would necessarily be that great unless we could get something signed, which we which we couldn't in, in this year. Um, so yeah, that's what we've gone for. Mm. So just before we begin... I'm going to need to remind you, Brian, that questions will be from a range of Final Fantasy topics. And we've tried to make them so they're not too harsh. But <laughs> uh, there's usually a red herring thrown in there <laughs> just to keep things interesting. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, are you ready? I'm ready. Excellent. Lauren, start the clock. What is the name of Tifa's bar? Seventh Heaven. Who is the bird-like travelling merchant who appears in Lightning Returns? Pass. What, which summon can be found during the seed exam in Dollet? Pass. What is Sid Highwind's ultimate weapon called? Pass. What is the name of Final Fantasy VIII's companion game that was found on the pocket station? Ugh, talk about something. Oh no. What was Cecil's job class before becoming a paladin? Dark Knight. What are limit breaks called in Final Fantasy IX? Trance. Which summoner tries to stop Yuna from leaving via Purifico? Pass. What is the name of Hope's mother in 13? Destiny. Which summon kills Queen Bran? Alexander. Stop the clock. How do you think you did? Not very good, but I, I mean, I, I was happy I got the Cecil question. I was I was happy that was in there. Yeah, when you said about the fact that you like used to reenact with your sister and all that stuff, I was just like, oh, he's going to love that question. <laughs> that we, haven't, my alley. we haven't had too many Final Fantasy four questions in the quiz throughout, but I thought... You know, Cecil, it's about time he kind of propped up somewhere. Definitely. So I'm now going to hand over to Lauren to run through the incorrect answers. Okay, so uh, the first question was um, the second one, which was who is the traveling merchant in um, Final Fantasy XIII, II, and Lightning Returns? And that was Chocolina. Um, I never, <laughs> the I never third... played that game, so I definitely wouldn't know that one. <laughs> yeah, if you play, if you played them, you'd her. know. She's she's very, very, very um, in your face. Um, this next one, uh, which summon can be found during the seed exam in Dullet, uh, which you can actually get from drawing it from one of the bosses? Um, that was Siren. 
um, what is uh, Sid Highwind's ultimate weapon that is Venus Gospel. Um, what is the companion game to Final Fantasy VIII? You got that, like, it was on the tip of your tongue. It's Chocobo World. It's, it's, it's a difficult... That was like kind of red herring because it didn't ever get released outside of Japan. Exactly. Um, Except for the, che- yeah. the Steam version. So, yeah, it got put in the Steam version, which is why it's a little bit okay now. Mm. But, yeah, it's Chocobo World. Mm. That was very challenging, definitely. <laughs> This next one was, um, what was the uh, summoner who stops Yuna from leaving via Perifico? That was Isaru. I just like saying his name. Um, <laughs> what is the name of Hope's mother? You said Destiny. It was actually Nora. And was just a guess. Um, what was that? That was just a guess. I had no yeah. idea. <laughs> no, it's fine. I did play that game, but I don't remember her name. Yeah. It's it's the ironic name because it's she has the same name as uh, Snow's band of people. Yeah. And of course. Just another reason yeah, for Hope, Hope to hate yeah. him. It's like, you stole my mom's name and repurposed it. Something else. Oh, you joke. And the last question was, uh, which summon kills Queen Braun? And that is Bahamut. Oh, yes. Yes. So, um, you you still did okay. Um, so you have a uh, 3 out of 10, and then... Um, 3 seconds left in the clock. 3 seconds left in the clock, so... 33. 33. Which puts you, I think, just below mid-table on the leaderboard. But, uh, you know, beating Joshua would have been a phenomenal achievement on your part, I think. So, yeah. But I definitely don't think that that is anything to snuff off. I think you did very well. I'm satisfied. I actually thought I got the Tifa one wrong, but I guess I got that one right. Yeah, you yeah. sounded like a bit indecisive when you I wasn't sure. I, was like, I, don't, I, I don't remember that well. I was just like, you got it. You got it. I'm happy about that. Yes, but Lime yeah, was sending me positive vibes. Yeah. While not saying anything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I really wanted to blow it out Chocobo World though. <laughs> so Chocobo <laughs> something. You got it! You got it! <laughs> but no, really great job. Thank you very much. I, I had fun doing it. I was I did better than I thought I would. I thought I was going to get all of them wrong, so I'm happy to get a few right. It's always one of those things, isn't it? Because it's like, you never, you re- you never really know... Like what kind of questions are going to come up? Uh, Which like, games? How how are you going to do as well? Like when the clock is running, because mm. I think we've we've done we sometimes do the quiz uh, testers on people we know, and um, when they don't have a time limit, they're usually okay with answering them. Yeah. But as soon as we put a clock on them, it's just kind of oh, I, I, I know. it just makes definitely it the pressure so really makes it harder. Well, anyway, um, thank you so much, Brian, for, for coming on. Um, this is obviously the last quiz of the year, so I would have done a spiel about how if you want to take part, let us know. Um, uh, but the next episode, we're not going to have one um, because it's kind of our last episode of the year. But we are planning to bring the quiz back next year. And yeah. we are... I think I'm going to change the structure a little bit, but we're probably going to um, talk about that. So um, I think we're gonna, Laura and I are going to have a think about how we can mix it up. Mm. I think we're going to be a less, a little bit less strict with the time next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we're going to talk about that on um, Facebook and on the site, um, mm. just to get your feedback as well um, after we post up our ideas. So um, look out for that. Um, again, unlucky uh, Brian for for not doing so well in terms of beating Joshua, but like congratulations for uh, like stepping up and coming on the show. It's it's really not easy. No. No, I'm glad I did it. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I, 
I, I want to say again, I'm, big props to Brian for coming on the show. And yeah. uh, thanks to everyone who's kind of enjoyed the quiz this year. We had so many entries for the quiz. It's been pretty crazy. Um, I know. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'm sorry if you didn't get in this time. We are um, planning to bring the quiz back next year, as I think we mentioned just then. Um, and we're going to have a few changes, so we're going to be posting those up soon as well. Yeah. Um, and, but- of course, anybody who um, anybody who did the quiz in the past and um, and didn't, like, win, um, you'll be able to re-enter for the quiz If you are up time. for the challenge again. If you're up for the challenge again. But, of course, you have to be, like, picked again randomly, but... Ultimately, everybody is allowed to re-enter into the quiz. So yeah, we now are moving on to the music segment and we have a track from a game we haven't featured before, I believe, which is Type Zero. And the original song is Three Hours of Fate. And the arrangement title is Gods and Crystals by Mumba. On OC Remix. So we hope you enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next show for Final Fantasy Union is going to come out on the 9th of December. And it will be the last show of the year, episode 99, which means that the start of first episode next year will be, be the be big 100. That's crazy. I can't believe it's been going this long. It's Yeah, it's been pretty monumental. Um, yeah. Obviously, like if you guys didn't listen to and do it, so thanks to everyone I know. To, uh, who listens to the show, puts up with our nonsense. If you have any ideas of what we should do for the 100th episode, definitely let us know. Um, we have some ideas, but... You know, we're just we just wanna we wanna have like a huge celebration. Yay, celebration. Yay. Lauren's gonna get drunk on Crack. there. Um or, no, Yeah, I'll not. just drink like my little glass of alcohol and then just frolic. Yeah. Um so yeah, you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on iTunes if you just search for Final Fantasy, we are the top podcast. Uh, alternatively now you can obviously check us out on YouTube, which is forward slash FF Union Vids. Be sure to check out the website as well. Um, we post up news on a regular basis, and um, it's really, really easy to contribute in terms of commenting. We're using Discuss, and we have been for quite some time now, so um, you can just hook that up with any social media uh, profiles you have, or you can start up your own Discuss account and just mm-hmm. kind of jump in. Um, obviously, we love to kind of talk about the different things we're posting up, and if you've got any thoughts about the articles that... Um, that Lauren posts up for the news uh, or anything else, then feel free to just whack them on there and mm. uh, I'm sure someone will respond if not us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, also be sure to check out Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash as well as our other social media stuff. We're on Facebook at forward slash Final Fantasy Union. We're on Twitter at forward slash union, and I think we're at finalfantasyunion.tumblr.com as well. Yes. And Google. And Google Plus, yeah. Yeah, forward slash um, plus Final Fantasy Union com. com. Yeah, because we couldn't get forward slash Final Fantasy Union for some reason. Yeah. Even though no one else has got it. Google is just silly. Google's silly. So that's it for this episode. Um, again, thanks for watching and listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and Final Fantasy Union.com production.